Welcome to Big Blend Radio with travel writer Linda Kassam, the food, wine, and shopping diva. Hey, everybody. So today, Diva Linda, uh, the food, wine, and shopping diva, is taking us on a Northwest troll hunt. Like, really, we're going treasure hunting. We're looking for giant trolls in Seattle. And apparently, there's one in Portland. Uh, we have experienced one of these giant trolls. Um, I think actually a couple of them in Kentucky. Uh, they are created by Danish environmentalist artist, environmental artist, excuse me, Thomas Dambo. It's D-A-M-B-O. But welcome back, Diva Linda. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Very excited to share this very interesting art in public places um, mm. segment with you. I love it because of the environmental me- message, and we've seen them because they are really huge. Um, you know how we are about going to see the giant sequoia trees. This kind of has that feel of um, it's humbling, these trolls. They're so well, they big. They are. They're big. They're beautiful. They're like 20 feet. I mean, they are huge pieces of artwork that have been installed mostly in uh, forested areas throughout the Seattle area. So if you're in downtown Seattle, you can visit each of the five trolls within 20 minutes, some even closer than 20 minutes, but not more than 20 minutes. The, the issue comes in finding them once you get to the place that they've been installed. Okay. So you want to find them. And um, that could be a thing because part of his, the artist's inspiration is for you to go for a wander, like a little, a wander and a walk. Because when we were in Kentucky, it was pouring rain and I'm like, I have to get these photos of these trolls. And there was no way you could take it from the parking lot. It's pouring rain. I'm like, I'm going out. I'm going in the rain. And I, I, you know, we were in, in Bardstown area, which is, you know, distillery land. It's on the bourbon trail. So I knew I'd be taken care of afterwards. So off I was, I, you know, I went as far as I could, but like you had to go out there, but it was beautiful in the rain. The colors that came from the wood were amazing. So for the Pacific Northwest, this has got to be like a perfect match. You know, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, because people in, in the Northwest, uh, rain doesn't bother them. Wind doesn't bother them. Cold doesn't bother them. You're given a map, a geo map, actually a geocaching map, if you want it. Or you can find s- small, short directions. So it, the two that I saw, one of them was the hardest to find. And it was in a big park, huge park called Lincoln Park. They don't tell you where to park. They don't tell you how far it's going to be once you park. Uh, you can sometimes uh, piece things together. But remember, the artist wants you, part of the process of seeing these huge, beautiful trolls is to find them, to experience the outdoor, to maybe make a mistake right or left. Um, uh, they don't even tell you, as you're, as you're walking by, you see, start seeing these beautiful um totem pole sort of things that have tree houses on them and that's a destination marker that's telling you you're on the right road but really you have to ask a lot of people am i on the right road is this you know is it around the corner is it where is it and uh you can find and that's the way you'll find them so it's not park your car walk there in five minutes uh, take your pictures and leave this is a experience and uh one that's well worth it great for families great for date night great for just single exploration yeah i love this and then and for kids too the treasure hunt thing i always said that in during the pandemic you know i was talking to you know visitor bureaus coming on our shows i'm like let's talk about your public art 
because that's something during the pandemic people could do. And for kids to start wondering what's in the mural. And a lot of times it's murals, right? And the upkeep of murals in some small, they get this mural day, everybody gets together, gets the mural commissioned. Then you just hope that they can keep it up and maintain that mural and keep the paint going. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but you know, even still, like we need to, as a public, go and frequent these places and support them. But with this, I believe that this is kind of like a temporary art. And we're seeing that a lot in public art, that there these are temporary pieces, which gives people a little bit of an urgency to get off their butt skis. Yeah, so this is a three-year project. It, was, it opened in August of 2023. It'll be there for three years, and then the artist takes it and puts it someplace else. I think if it's if it's still all together. Remember, this these uh, these trolls are made out of recyclable materials, meaning that they're part of the environment. You can see behind you behind you actually that uh, lots of everybody wood, look how big they are. Wood. Look at the necklaces. Those are seashells. The I mean everything is recyclable, but uh, the maintenance is huge. And sometimes the maintenance on these uh, public installations uh, are too expensive to keep up. Sometimes a foundation will say, oh, yeah, we'd love to have it here. We'll help you build it. We'll do all these things. But we only have a budget that lasts three years, and then you'll have to take it. Or the artist says, I don't want you to have it for more than three years. It needs to go someplace else. So uh, I'm not which, I'm not sure which of the two that is, but... Uh, You've got three years, and once again, it takes a while. If you went and saw one each month, that's that's even five months. If you see, you're, you're gonna have to see mm-hmm. at least two a year to make your make your goal here. They're gorgeous, they're beautiful. You, the kids can climb all over them. Um, I saw an elementary school class. I think they probably were five year olds. And the teacher was teaching them about trolls, the environment, why the trolls are important to the environment. And they had them, each of the kids bring an offering to the trolls as a thank oh. you, as a thank you for being there. And once again, it had to be um, things that came from the environment, so like shells or rocks that they had painted or whatever. So it was really very exciting to see. I'm, I'm guessing that there is somebody that comes and collects these offerings. Otherwise, the area would get swamped with things. But it, how wonderful to see five-year-olds out there climbing all over this thing, the teacher watching closely, uh, calling them to uh, hear a little bit more about the troll. And then they did the ceremony of the offerings. Perfect. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, something too, trolls, we always thought the trolls by the bridge and then like they're, the evil trolls, right? And I, I remember at the Epcot Center many, many years ago, when we first got to this country, leaving South Africa, and I was like, I don't, oh, I was 21, because I had margarita and stuff. Yeah, I remember having a margarita, because they had all the different countries that you would go to, and one of them was Norway, it was trolls. And Nancy and I kept going back through the Norway thing, because we wanted to hang out with trolls, because they're cute. But they're also feared, I think, in some in some parts of folklore. So is this also, do you think this kind of public art is to kind of that hug the monster, you know, don't be scared of the boogeyman thing for kids. And, you know, you know, do you know how many people are scared of clowns even? Come on. Yes. Yes. And they're all supposed to be entertainment. Yeah. Each of these uh, trolls has a reason to be 
And it's generally one of them sings to the orcas to make sure that they're happy and not sad. Oh, uh, one of them is a peacekeeper, Pia, P-I-A, Pia, the peacemaker. And her job is to remind everybody to be peaceful where you're at and respectful to the environment around you. Uh, one of them is uh, has a bucket and uh, it's going to be collecting things naturally. And uh, so each one has a different theme, but all have to do with the environment. Um, they each come with their own poem. And wow. the backstory, uh, finding the backstories is a little hard, but uh, the poems uh, I, I have given to you in my article, they don't make a lot of sense until you, you should read them before you go so that when you see the piece, the art piece, you go, oh, I get it. It's because the flute, okay. the flute that the one is playing to calm the orcas, now you have to kind of have your imagination that it's the flute, right? And um, he's holding it rather than playing it. But uh, anyway, this is a lot of room for imagination, a lot of room for interpretation. Nothing is right. Oh. Nothing is wrong. These are. Um, that's art. That's art. That's art in its finest sense that nothing is wrong. If you see it, it probably is. And hmm. uh, and and these particular trolls were meant to uh, sort of mash up with culture, the environment and the need to do good in your community and to know your community. Mm. Uh, how many times have you lived in a community just to leave? And then somebody says, oh, yeah, well, did you see blah, blah, while you're there? And you went, you know, I never got in my car and went there. I should have done that. You know, this is yeah. one of these things where they're saying these are mostly placed in parks where you have to walk to them. Park your car and you have to really walk, walk um, at least a half a mile if not more, so you should you should know that. And um, and it, you just sort of you, it's so nice to be able to touch it, to commune with it, to to mm. have your own story with it. it comes yeah, because you're not allowed to touch art if you go to a gallery. And for kids, and you know, a lot of work. What we're doing in moving forward in is um, what about those who are disabled or if they're blind? They need the tactile art, and you know, that's pretty cool for someone who's blind, and especially for kids, to be able to still share on that experience of art that is not always visual art, yet it is visual art, and to be able to touch it. I feel that way about gardens. I know we've talked about that before, and botanical gardens, and just any garden that kids can let them touch and feel this whole thing where you're not allowed to experience. I mean, the world doesn't really exist like that. I mean, it does, but don't go to those well, places. Well, think of the amount of time that you spent with your kids telling them not to touch anything in the grocery store. You know, yeah. pretty much the parents' whole experience in a grocery store with children is don't put that no. in the cart. Don't touch that. No. Put it back. No. 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 And no. And no. It's <laughs> just the big no, no he... factor. No. 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 If you go anywhere, it's no. 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 This is yeah. yes, yes, yes. And importantly, children and parents. The kids are going to be tuckered out by the time they get through with this. Walking Yay. half a mile to a mile. The only one that is really uh, not in the forest is the uh, is Freddie. And Freddie is in, in front of the Nordic Museum, which is partially funding this effort. And uh, and I think that's nice. You can try to park your car. It's in Ballard. Ballard is very popular. But uh, it's easy to get to. And that may be the first one you should go to. It's just 10 minutes out of downtown Seattle. Anyway, it, it's uh, 
these things are so spectacular. You feel so small next to them. And there's such a powerful message of environment and culture and what we can do to sustain it. But a lot of it, you got to think on your own, right? They give you the tools. See, to but think. that's the thing. Instead of someone pointing fingers and telling you what to do, I think we're all tired of that. I mean, in, uh, you know, all the conservation groups, environmental groups that we know and talk about now, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, they may have been like, we must do this now. And you tell anybody that now, I mean, I think after all the political stuff in the world, we're all going like, just don't tell me what to do. And kids don't want to know anymore. They need to have the freedom of thought and making decisions. And if parents or the teachers, just reminding you that I saw many teachers bringing their, especially the young ones, uh, but I think the the older ones could deal, should go here and, and do a little bit more thought. I mean, you know, why is the, why is the troll got a horn and why is it playing to soothe the orcas? What happened to the orcas? You're not seeing as many as they used to. Um, you know, so there, I think there's a thought process that can go into this at any age, at any age. I love now. that. So all families, I mean, you know, so many grandparents take the grandkids on these excursions, especially in the summer, right? It's spring break, you know, here comes the grandparents and, it's like they get to be parents again, but with a little bit more fun because <laughs> you get to give them ice cream at noon, you know, or whatever time that you're not supposed to. And so that's a cool thing. And so for them to go and have these adventures and then learn about the Nordic culture, which is a huge part of American culture. I mean, if you've got to think Minnesota, I mean, that was, you know, Wisconsin, that whole area is pretty Nordic, I think, as as I recall. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. There's a huge uh, Nordic sort of family in in the Seattle area. There's many oh, foundations okay. um, that support this uh, throughout the, actually, the state of Washington. But uh, hmm. I don't know. I just think it's um, it's so cool, such a wonderful thing to be able to let your kids out of the car and say, okay, now we're going to try to find it. You know, you're looking on your phone where somebody else has said this is where they are. And nine times out of ten, you get lost. But that's part of the experience. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It makes them that much better when you finally find it. And uh, I saw one family, uh, a mom and two kids, <clears throat> and they were enthralled by uh, the water feature. So tons of water features there, and they wanted to go down to the shoreline and run in the run in the um, water. Oh, what which reminds me also that. Dog friendly. Great oh, great things. You can take your dog to every one of these. And I think that's pretty darn wonderful as well. But you better have a fire hydrant so the dog goes that way. I'm just yeah. saying. Because yeah. that kind of floated through my mind earlier. And I didn't want to bring up dog friendly because I thought, you know, I know dogs that were going to go, well, this is a new big tree for me. <laughs> So curb your dogs, but not there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's the fire hydrant, you know, yeah. to the I left. Think more, I think they're more interested. We took our dog more interested in, um, she was more interested in the children and what they were doing rather than the actual sculpture. <laughs> of course, I mean, it's a dog, but, um, you know, that was a good walk for her. That was a good mile, mile and a half. And, uh, nice, nice. That was all good. I mean, so it's good for, singles it's good for dating it's date night would be fab fabulous uh you could take a picnic and sit right in front of it and uh, try to figure out what the the individual trolls um 
home is about. They're, they're a bit out there, but once again, whatever you decide is what it is. And that's what art is supposed to be. So I think I it love is, this. Yeah. It was just wonderful. You could make well, up so much. On the bigger scheme of this, there are trolls across this country, like I was saying in Kentucky. So, you know, for travelers, you could start your own troll map across the country. And so like Nancy and I stopped, I've got a bank. I mean, the amount of footage I have of public art is a little insane. And we've been trying to put this feature together. And I'm like, I'm never going to end. But like you could do just the trolls across the country. And what a great, you know, when you're doing a summer road trip with your kids to go and, and let's go troll hunting. That sounds bad, but you know what I mean? It's like a treasure yeah. hunt. It's a tra- it is a definitely a treasure hunt. And the fact yeah. that you can touch it, so much of art is behind a glass thing or it's on a, a pedestal and you can't really get close to it. I mean, this is, you know, no rules. If you want to hug the damn thing, go ahead. I'm it. in. I want to <laughs> hug a troll. Hey, we all want to hug a troll. We love it. We love it. Well, Diva Linda, you always bring something new and fresh to the table, but this is a bit bigger than a table. Uh, you know, these trolls are gigantic. Um, but everyone, Diva Linda's articles up on blendradioandtv.com. The link's in the show notes. Keep up with her at allingoodtaste.info. But then you also have pnwtourist.com, right? Which is Pacific Northwest. So pnwtourist.com. And Linda is here every first Saturday, which means we get to have fun. So there it is. More fun. Hey, I did not know you were going to talk about trolls today. So, you know. <laughs> Who would know? Who would know? But I love anything to do with, as you know, gardens, dill pickles, and art in public places. And just, salsa. It's salsa. Absolutely. Oh. So where's next? So now you're back in Arizona. You were in the Pacific Northwest. So you're getting back in. Are you going to go to some of the local restaurants? Because I know you do the foodie scene in your area up in the Phoenix region is... Like it's the farming time too. Yep. Yep. Now it's the farming time. I did a, a great piece last year. I didn't get all of the places to go. So, um, we'll be bringing you, um, you know, short looks at what to do around Seattle, the Seattle area. So, uh, and then I'm going to Wyoming. We'll see about that. And, um, you know, life's an adventure. Yeah. You know, go for it. Go I find your that- troll. Go find your troll. And if you can't do that next month, I believe we're going to be doing um, special ice cream for the holidays, a special mm. non-alcoholic drink and fun produce for the holiday season. So that should be a very, very interesting thing as well. A little bit different than what we usually do. And yummy. I like yummy. It. We like that. Well, thank you, Diva Linda. Welcome. Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio with travel writer Linda Kassam. Keep up with Linda at allingoodtaste.info. You can read her articles in Big Blend magazines and keep up with us at bigblendradio.com.